Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Evmos Community Call. Let's take a listen. Hello, everybody. As usual, I see some familiar faces in the audience. We're just going to give it another minute or so so that people get a chance to hop in. Anywho, welcome, folks. It's always great to see familiar faces and you guys show up consistently week over week. Sorry if there's any regulars I didn't call out. I think Twitter just doesn't surface everybody who's in the audience at the moment. So, and it's in a random order and whatnot. It's constantly shifting. So apologies in advance. Maybe I'll catch you next week. If, you, uh, if you'd like to say something to our audience, as always, feel free to come up and, uh, and uh, we'll bring you up at the very end up on stage. We have a few guests as well speaking at this uh, community call. Um, so uh, we'll bring them out throughout, uh, throughout the community call. But for now, let's find out what we have on the agenda today. So give me just a second. All right. So it's been a wild roller coaster. Since last week, inflation rewards have been enabled, as you might know. Uh, and if you don't know, I hope you've you've been staking because people have been losing their minds over these these staking rewards. Um, but the agenda for today is, given that uh, it's been a roller coaster, I want to talk a little bit about the latest updates with what's been going on with IBC support. Talk a little bit about ERC twenty module proposals and general governance updates. Um, and moving forward how the team will try to keep everyone up to date with the latest um, in terms of, of the engineering work and, and road mapping that Evmos is doing uh, now that we're live. So without further ado, let's talk about the state of IBC for, for Evmos. So IBC was, is, is a, you know, obviously a permissionless protocol um, and several channels were opened uh during the relaunch um, and have been open since uh and we you know want to thank our, our noble relayers for for hosting those channels and, and making sure packets are relayed between chains now there were a few issues that we ran into in the first couple of weeks which were that channel some some of the channels were frozen notably the channels between evmos and osmosis and evmos and cosmos and since then our you know Relayers have worked hard to unfreeze them successfully. Um, and actually, the Cosmos Hub uh, channel is still is still frozen, but there is a proposal out to unfreeze it. Um, and that will be landing in like three days. All right, so uh, we're going to uh, be unfreezing the Cosmos Hub. 
IBC channel, and that'll mean that you'll be able to send Evmos to and from the Cosmos Hub or Atom, you know, between Cosmos Hub and Evmos. All right, so that's the latest status. And more recently, we've uh, enabled IBC transfers to and from Osmosis on our dashboard. So if you go to app.evmos.org, uh, you'll see in the side tab that there is an element called transfers. You'll be able to use that to send your, your tokens between uh, Osmosis and Evmos. And now there, there's two things we wanna do here. One is we wanna support more tokens. So not just your Evmos tokens, but any token we would like to, to, to let you send between Evmos and Osmosis. The other uh, addition here is that we would love to also add new networks for you guys to, to, to be able to transfer tokens between Evmos and other networks like Cosmos Hub once, once the IBC channel has been unfrozen. We need your help. We need your suggestions for what channels we should be supporting on the front end here. All right. If you have, maybe we'll put out a poll or something for the next network we should support. Um, but we've gotten a ton of requests from, from other teams to, to, to support their networks on this dashboard. And, you know, obviously we want to prioritize what the community wants to see, right? So please let us know what you prefer. I think Cosmos Hub is going to be next. All right. But beyond Cosmos Hub, what are the other things that are interesting to you guys? All right. Um, is it uh, Injective? Is it Juno? Um, is it Terra 2? Maybe that's a little controversial. Um, let us know. All right. And look for a, potentially a poll for, 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 for these choices. That might make it easier for you. But in the meantime, do tweet at us. Let us know what you want. All right. So that's. Agenda item number one, uh, that's the, that's the, you know, what support will we be adding to the IBC dashboard? All right. Uh, Fede or Akash, anything you guys want to say about, you know, our uh, IBC support? Yeah, so of course, the main, the main thing is supporting IBC, uh, IBC transfer to the Cosmos Hub. Um, yeah, that is definitely coming soon. And we've gotten a lot of integrations from all different chains. Um, I think the most recent one was uh, Crescent. Um, so that it's already possible, it's already possible to send IVC transfer to Crescent. And we want to hear you. We want to hear what's the, what the community wants and what should we prioritize next in our roadmap. Absolutely. Yeah. And if any of the of the potential speakers want to put their hand up at the end and, and make suggestions live on stage. That's also, that's also possible. So let us know. All right. So, um, two, so moving on to the next agenda item, we have some proposals to talk about. There is the ERC 20 module proposals that, that are live at, at the moment, um, or, or are being proposed as well in discussion. And where can you see these discussions? Well, you can see them at commonwealth.im slash evmos. So if you go to commonwealth.im slash evmos, that is a forum where you can see uh, what the community is up to, what they care about, what they're discussing. And there are some super interesting proposals uh, being made there. But before we get to those, 
let's talk about specifically the ERC-20 related proposals. And just to re-explain what these are, um, when you have uh, coins that come in from other chains like Osmo, Atom, uh, Juno, et cetera, those coins can't immediately be used on the EVM layer. They need to be whitelisted through governance for use in the EVM layer. And it's the same vice versa, right? If you have USDC that's been bridged over from Ethereum, or if you have DAI or Uni or any, any token that's been bridged over from Ethereum, that lives on the EVM layer. And that token cannot be used immediately on osmosis. You know, it can't be transferred over IBC from the get-go, right? And what you need to do essentially is you need to whitelist it through governance, all right? And there is a proposal right now to whitelist Osmo through governance, and it hasn't uh, passed the deposit period yet. Um, and the key thing to discuss here and understand is, is sort of whether we agree with the denomination that, that is being used or whether we want to try to propose something else, all right? That's the key thing here. All right. So there is an, uh, a proposal for the Osmo token to be whitelisted. There are also discussions on, in, in the Commonwealth Forum on the nomad representation for specific tokens. All right. And this is super important because I think nomad right now has the uh, highest TVL for bridges on Evmos. Um, I might be wrong there, but this was, this was true last time I checked. Um, and so if you want uh, Evmos USDC or Evmos DAI or, or, or any of the, the, the EVM tokens that you know and love to be used as IBC coins, those need to, uh, those need to be whitelisted through governance. All right. And so please do. These are still in discussions. They have not been made. Uh, proposals have not been made on chain. So please go and uh, read up on these discussions and uh, add uh, your opinions so that uh, I think the, the proposers for those, uh, for those discussions are, are the Nomad team and they're incorporating uh, your feedback and answering questions. And after a period of time um, and after uh, certain issues have been fixed with the core and most binary, um, the proposal will be made on chain, right? Ideally, by the time the proposal goes on chain, we already know the outcome of what the community will, will vote on, right? Um, because there's been adequate discussion earlier on, right? And that's ideally how the governance process works. It's, it's discussed, it's agreed upon or disagreed upon. And if it's disagreed upon, um, if, it, if the, the community disapp disapproves, um, then the proposer, you know, can make adjustment adjustments to the to the core proposal and and uh, create the proposal once more, right? Incorporating that feedback, right? And that's the purpose of the discussion in the first place, right? So ideally, we don't see any uh, proposers who who skip ahead and uh, put the proposal up for a vote uh, before any discussion occurs. All right, so that's all I'll say there. We are blazing through. Uh, we are blazing through these agenda items, but we have here uh, uh, Connor from Nomad. I imagine you have something to say about the discussion, the ongoing discussions on, on the Nomad token representations being whitelisted for ERC-20 conversions. 
What's up, Connor? Hey there. Uh, can you hear me all right? Yep, loud and clear. Cool. Yeah, um, I just wanted to echo exactly what you were saying. Um, we're here to kind of just facilitate a healthy uh, community-based discussion around kind of the merits of this proposal. Um, uh, exactly like you said, we'd like to make sure that uh, discourse occurs before making any, you know, uh, mainnet proposals, jumping the gun there. So um, we're just, uh, we're around, we're in Discord to sort of uh, answer questions, uh, just be healthy participants in, uh, in this community. So, um, you know, I don't have much else to say beyond uh, we're here to test and make sure that this thing is working, uh, you know, fully end to end before, uh, you know, kind of moving into a mainnet context. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, feel free to stick around. The community might have some questions at the very end. Um, so totally, I'll be here. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Um, and I, you'll see, I've also brought, uh, uh, Keegan up on stage from Neptune. Hey Keegan, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? All right. Can hear you loud and clear. Excellent. Uh, we, we are getting through our last items on the agenda and then we can move over and talk a little bit about what Neptune is up to, uh, you know, where you guys come from and, and what you're doing with Evelos. Yeah, sounds good. All right. So uh, next up on our agenda is, is the rest of the governance uh, updates that, that uh, are sort of ongoing and, and, and some of which are on chain. As I mentioned earlier, there is a proposal that's live right now to unfreeze the Cosmos Hub IVC channels. I don't think that's too polarizing. I don't think that's too controversial. But what might be controversial and something that's important for our community to sort of understand is the, uh, the veracity with which uh, proposals are being made to spend from, from the community pool. All right. And, and this is, you know, not a good thing or a bad thing necessarily. It could be, you know, uh, interpreted either way, but there is just a hunger for projects to deploy to Evmos and they're requesting funding from, uh, from the community pool. And the discussions in, in uh, the Discord have gotten really interesting. And I encourage everyone to go and take a look at that, you know, the, the, the level of discussion that's happening. Um, because people feel incredibly passionate about, you know, what to spend community pool funding on, uh, whether a project will be, be able to deliver value. And so what this has looked like is like a lot of projects going to the community pool and going to governance and saying, hey, you know, I have this project that I'm working on. I, uh, I need some funding to get it over the finish line. And the structure and the amounts requested uh, can vary broadly. And sometimes this looks like, you know, funding for sponsoring an event. And I think the community has already voted uh, and passed one such proposal uh, to sponsor an event. Um, and there are quite, there's another uh, proposal being discussed at the moment, um, which is the Huobi uh, 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 proposal on Commonwealth. Um, so the Web3 Scholarship Fund, if you guys want to go, go ahead and, and give that a read. Um, but at the same time, there's also funding being requested for technical projects that uh, may hold merit for the Evmos ecosystem, right? And it's up to uh, delegates, i.e. token holders, 
to do the due diligence of assessing uh, these these technical proposals, right? And so there's quite a few of them. There's uh, a request for a loan from XSwap, and so this is a loan that will be repaid. At the same time, and and most people I think are familiar with XSwap because they're even one of the the first projects that announced they were building on Evmos back in the testnet days. Um, at the same time. Uh, there are other projects like uh, projects uh, proposed by uh, the Laurel Project, uh, which is a group of volunteers. Uh, you may have heard Loredana speak at community calls in the past, and uh, she has also made a proposal for D-type DB, right? And she's included uh, a lot of detail in that proposal, and that requires, uh, uh, you know, an adequate assessment. Um, from the community in order to understand sort of the value proposition there. Uh, and, you know, same with XSwap and same with any future uh, technical pro proposal that gets made. I think Flux also came on the community call last week and announced that they, they, they were going to make a proposal to request funding from the community pool, right? Uh, and that was to help them uh, incentivize data providers, if I remember correctly. Now, all of these, you know, are, are good things, and it's it, it leads to a dynamic landscape for for governance. But there is discussion of like, okay, should there be a more disciplined way of of distributing funding, um, or is the community just going to default vote yes on things uh, that might bring value to Evmos, or do we want to see some like uh, measurable KPIs in the first place to to assess sort of the the efficacy of bringing this project to Evmos, et cetera, et cetera. So there are, there are a lot of scattered thoughts uh, in the community. And uh, my suggestion is to, to you know, start a thread on uh, or, or a dedicated discussion space for talking about these things. And actually, one such venue is the weekly uh, governance council that happens on Thursdays. So same time as the community call today, but on Thursdays, right? So, um, and that happens in Discord. It does not happen on Twitter. It happens on Discord. And that would be like uh, 7 p.m. CEST, 10 a.m. PST, 1 p.m. EST. Uh, and I think that is 5 p.m. UTC, uh, if, if I have my time zones right. So that'll happen in the Discord on, every Thursday, all right? And we try, to, we try our best to record things, but I think uh, in my experience, Discord recordings have been finicky, and um, but we'll try we'll try our best to, to have some fail safes in place to record them for those who, who can't attend. Uh, but do try and attend uh, the gov the weekly governance discussions because they're great. Um, and and you know you really what I've enjoyed is really hearing how passionate people could be um, talking about these governance proposals. Uh, shout out to Tricky has been who's been a, a consistent contributor uh, to these discussions. Um, I love the energy he brings and, and uh, the energy that most other people bring to the table as well. So uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, Fede, any, anything to say about governance before we move on? Yeah, so governance is, of course, a place where we can debate new ideas and how we want to shape the future of the MS protocol and like the entire community as a, as a say. Basically, but something that we're really excited also to work in the future is like how do how can we make this more modular so that we can have 
um, different voting periods um, based on different discussions or be able to imagine if you are someone that is creating a new governance proposal, want to make some amendments. Um, you can, for example, withdraw your proposal. And so like we are trying to get as much information from the community in order to improve the governance procedures. And so if you're interested in helping out with us, um, please let us know. I'm happy to collaborate and also to hear the thoughts from the community on how can we basically make Evmos governance better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I think I've mentioned in past community calls that we have talked to some of the engineers at the ICF and there is interest in refactoring. And the ICF is the Interchain Foundation um, responsible for, for funding grants in the, in the you know, Cosmos ecosystem and sort of uh, they're the stewards, I guess you could say, of, of the Cosmos hub. Um, but uh, to speaking to them, there is a need to refactor the governance module in a way that is more modular, as Fede said, and offers uh, delegates more control over, more fine-grained control over the features uh, available to them through governance in order you know, to improve the expressivity of the governance system itself. So for example, custom, uh, custom voting periods for specific proposal types, right? It doesn't make sense, for example, um, that uh, a parameter change proposal should take just as long to vote on as an upgrade proposal, right? or an ERC-20 uh, whitelisting proposal, right? It also doesn't make sense that the quorum threshold would be the same or the deposit amount would be the same between these different proposal types, right? <laughs> Excuse me. And so uh, giving delicate delegates and validators the tools they need to express themselves in a more granular way is something that we'll always aim to achieve. And, uh, a governance module refactor is is something that, that we have in mind to do maybe later this year, right? And that's a great segue into, uh, you know, how we as a team want to keep our community more up to date with, with the goings on, because we realize that we push out engineering changes uh, fairly frequently, but uh, we don't almost uh, nearly as frequently announce those changes. Right, um, we don't announce what we're working on because we're so busy heads down on the engineering side of things. But I think that needs to change, especially with all of the new features that we're pushing out to the dashboard constantly, the bug fixes and improvements. Um, uh, yeah, we we need to make sure that uh, that our community is aware of these things and sort of what's coming and and you know what's on the roadmap. And so look forward to to a formal roadmap announcement where where um, you'll be able to see sort of like the present uh, situation for Evmos and, and the future uh, for where Evmos is headed. Um, in any case, yeah, just wanted to put in a short note there on on uh, where, where our heads at with these things and where we wanna be in the future. So uh, yeah, feel free to ask any questions on this uh, during the Q&A session at the very end. Uh, happy to have discuss this more. All right. Well, uh, we mentioned earlier that we have Keegan from Neptune Finance up here. 
uh, and this is a good kind of a good segue as well from from our governance funding discussions. But uh, Keegan, you want to sort of introduce yourself, introduce Neptune, uh, what you guys are up to, and and then finally what what you're doing with Epimus. Yeah, sure. Thanks for the introduction. Um, so a quick overview of what Neptune Finance is and who we are is I'm the project lead for Neptune Finance, and we're a small team of developers who were building on Terra. Um, and Neptune Finance was a advanced leveraged investment tool with a, a lot of automated functionality built into it. And we were only a few weeks off from launching before Terra went through its collapse. And now Neptune is looking for a new home in the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, and Evebus is looking like a promising place for all that. So we need a home base before we start expanding across IBC. But while we explore, we've got some idle dev time that we want to put to work. And we've come up with an idea that we want to implement into Evemos because there's a lot of opportunity for tooling to be built in your ecosystem to make development um, easier and friendly and quicker for uh, projects developing on Evemos. So the idea we have is to create an airdrop calculator. So we've been discussing with the Edmos core team, the requirements for all this and, and what they want to see and what the community wants to see as well. So the proposal we currently have up in the Commonwealth, so anyone can go there and have a read of it and uh, leave some comments because I'll be happy to answer questions. But the quick description of what this is, is typically when uh, projects want to do an airdrop, they look at stakers against validators. And they'll take a snapshot and they'll airdrop according to those validators. And there's a few different ways that you can go about doing this. Um, but the most typical one is you take a snapshot and then you airdrop to those users. And that usually benefits whales. So the guys who have the most get the most and it's not great. Um, so to make this process easier, we're going to create a web app which constantly catalogs all stakers uh, against Cosmos validators. So this records all delegations, undelegations, and redelegations, and it indexes all this data. Uh, we'll store this data in a database. Then any individual user or any project can, can, can come to this web app. Then they can select a single validator, a set of validators, or all IFMAS validators. Then you can start aggregating this data to come up with a formula and how you want to airdrop to users. So some of the functionality we want to build in is you can do the simple snapshot delegation, um, or you can come up with a time-weighted average, or you could use a quadratic distribution model or um, a quadratic area model, which is like it takes into weight and time through quadratic distribution. So several different ways you could compose an airdrop. And then once you've selected your criteria, you can simply take this data and export it as a CVS or a JSON so you can run some simulations against it, or you can integrate it straight into your contracts so that you can easily spin up an airdrop to all users in the EFMOS ecosystem. And for dev teams, this means it's going to make it a lot easier to create an airdrop. They don't have to consider the time it'll take to do this themselves. It's going to alleviate some pressure from the EFMOS core team as well who have been in communication a lot with teams looking to airdrop. So this will take that responsibility away from them. And it just 
simple interaction for dev teams. And then for individual users, they'll be able to come to the application and uh, see a full history of their staking information. So they, they get to see a history of their, their stakes and their undelegations and redelegations and everything. Mm -hmm. Thanks for breaking it down, Keegan. And, and you mentioned that there is a proposal, a discussion, sorry, live on Commonwealth right now. And I think I caught a glimpse of a video uh, that you linked there, a video demo. And that was super helpful in, in, in getting me to understand sort of what this looks like, what the UX looks like for this. So definitely encourage folks to go check out the video associated with this proposal, uh, with this discussion, and, and uh, just like voicing their thoughts again on, on the proposal discussion itself. Yeah, um, and just to touch on a couple points to highlight in that discussion and what you were just talking about with governance and funding. Uh, we are asking for a grant from the community fund so that we can have more liquid funds to get the project started. But we have proposed that these funds be first sent to a multi-sig wallet and have a portion of them sent up front so that we can start work and start paying for services. But then once the product is live in its MVP form and we begin to improve it, then we uh, have the other funds then distributed. So we want this multi-sig to be controlled by even most community members. And this is just to build trust by the community so they know we're not just here to take tokens and run or just produce a subpar product for what we're asking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's two things that I want to add here. One is that, as a reminder to everyone, Evmos itself was funded through grants in much the same way, right? Um, I do encourage people to take a look at uh, Federico's uh, proposal that he made, proposal number 44 on the Cosmos Hub, which is, you know, obviously Evmos wasn't live at the time. So we requested funding from the Cosmos Hub treasury. Um, and the proposal itself uh, was broken down into milestones and, you know, had a similar format to what Keegan just described, where uh, there may have been some upfront funding, but most funding was locked up in milestones uh, governed by a multi-sig of trusted holders um, and uh, of trusted community members. And that's how the proposal was structured. And it was very you know, detailed. I mean, an L1 requires much more depth, I think, than, than a web app. Um, but it, you know, as much detail as possible for the proposer to get it, to go into, I think would be helpful. And then point number two here for me, as somebody, as a regular, you know, uh, voter, as a regular token holder for Evmos, um, I think that it would certainly be really, really great to hear from uh, DAP teams, teams that are developing their own airdrops. Is this a tool that would be useful to you? Is this a tool that would be helpful and help you guys scale your operations. Um, and I think having your feedback on the discussion would also be, would go a long way towards validating uh, the Neptune team's product. Uh, Keegan, is there, is there a name to this, to, to the product that you guys are, are trying to launch here? Or is it just the, the airdrop checker or something? Uh, for a simple understanding, it's just called the airdrop calculator. Airdrop calculator, got it. Okay. so. Um, yeah, highly encourage folks to, to, to check it out. And if you are a DAP developer, again, we need to hear from you on this. This is, you are the core, you are the core audience for this, uh, proposal, uh, from my understanding. So, uh, please chime in. Yeah, I want to hear all the questions that these guys have.
For sure, for sure. Uh, well, thanks, Keegan. Uh, please stay up here in case anyone has any questions. Um, yep. And and uh, yeah, we'll uh, uh, hopefully we will be talking about this again in next week's community call. Great, thanks. Uh, yeah. One last thing that excites me about uh, the airdrop calculator is that uh, I don't know if this is in your plans, Keegan, uh, or the Neptune team's plans, but uh, there is the possibility. I mean, you know, right now it's just focused on staking, but we are operating in an EVM environment, right, with Evmos. And what that means is that you could potentially expand the criteria, the, the sort of searchable criteria for the tool uh, to include like more EVM specific actions, like have you interacted with XYZ contract or uh, have you done this specific thing with your tokens or you know that sort of thing, and so uh, you know, expanding the, the airdrop calculator in certain directions, I think, might be an interesting way to to tailor it to specifically EVM DApps that want to deploy. But anyway, that's just something that I had in mind. But I think that's a really cool thing to explore. Was something we considered as well, because we would love to work with dev teams who are trying to do a product. Say, uh, everyone who's been contributing to an LP in a Dex for a certain amount of time, then this tool could be used to scrape that data and compose an airdrop based on that information. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks again, Keegan. Uh, we can uh, move on to uh, Q and A, I guess. Um, but before that, I just want to say a word on the airdrop. Uh, folks, there are more and more folks claiming their airdrops uh, day by day. You can monitor this on app.evmos.org um, on the dashboard. Uh, one thing I'll say, though, is that there are a few users who still cannot claim their airdrops. Uh, most of the users uh, I've talked to, um, for most of their situations, it's just a simple matter of, of, of reading the pinned post in, uh, on the main mos.org account. Uh, and the pinned post is, is actually just a guide for if you're a MetaMask user, how to claim your airdrop. If you're a Kepler user, there's a separate guide for how to claim your airdrop. And for most users that I've spoken to and helped triage, um, it's just a, a simple matter of, of following the guides. Um, for some users that try to claim Prior to the halt, um, some of them may have followed uh, incorrect third-party instructions, and uh, and because of that, uh, may have locked their airdrop. Now, don't worry; this isn't a permanent issue. However, it will take some engineering on our end to unlock that airdrop. And what that might look like is you might just wake up one day and see that your airdrop has been claimed to your wallet. Um, all right, so there won't be any further action needed on your part, uh, but you will need to give us some time to sort of figure out uh, the scope of, of everyone who's affected and, and you know, the best way to move forward to address it. But most likely either uh, you will uh, have a chance, we'll announce uh, when you'll be able to claim when, when the issues have been fixed, or you'll just get the, your eligible funds directly airdropped to your wallet. Um, and, and, and yeah, um, hopefully that'll resolve most issues. Cool. We also have, before moving on to Q&A, we also have uh, Fabian here from Kive. Hey, Fabian, uh, what's up? Hey, thanks for having me. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you just fine. 
How's it going, man? All good, all good. Thanks for, for having me again. It's perfect. Uh, the previous topic was uh, exactly what I kind of want to touch on. Uh, I think, Keegan, we should absolutely connect uh, after the community call because it's super exciting what you guys are building. And I think it ties in very well with what we are doing. Um, should I just give a quick kind of like overview for Please, please sure. go ahead. Int- introduce yourself and, and, and yeah, what, what is Kai? Awesome. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so I'm the, the co-founder and CEO uh, of Kaif, and over at Kaif, we are building a, a Web3 data lake. Um, it's fully decentralized, and it's meaning that we are storing uh, tons of data from uh, all chains around and also from the, from the FMOS chain. Um, and actually, what you can do now, which is the kind of exciting thing I want to talk about now, is you can actually start accessing the FMOS EVM data now. Um, there is a small section in our documentation that is called um, Accessing Data. And there's also a tutorial that actually works with the FMOS EVM data and how you can use it in your in your dApp. Um, and yeah, we're also rolling out right now the indexer for the uh, Cosmos data. So Keegan, if you guys are interested in kind of sourcing um, like EVM data and you don't want to build an index yourself, feel more than free to reach out to us and we're happy to get you connected up to our um, yeah kind of small EVM uh, indexing service. You can uh, query for all the data that Kaif has been stored so far. I don't think we have fully caught up with all FMOS data yet, but our notes are on the way, um, catching up with everything. And um, yeah, you can use it exactly for tools like calculating airdrops, or it's basically like a graph, I would say, but the graph for multi-chain, you can kind of yeah, query all the data you would need. Yeah, that'd be excellent. I'd love to link up. Absolutely, that's all great, right. yeah. <laughs> all right, folks, well, thank you. Thank you, Fabian. Is there anything else you want to uh, tell our audience? Um, no, that's... That's that's fine. I think that's it from my side. I think that's kind of the exciting uh, news we had uh, coming up. I think we might do like an AMA on our side um, as well, kind of about talking about the, the topic in general. So if anyone's interested in kind of learning more, maybe also kind of like operating other chains, feel free to uh, kind of go for that. And yeah, feel free to check out the tutorial as well as it's like fully focused on all the uh, FMO stuff. Great, great. Well, thanks for that. Um, yeah, so folks, we have Fabian here from Kive and Keegan from, from Neptune Finance. Um, so if you have any questions for them, please come up on stage and, and uh, feel free to ask them. Um, so we are going to bring up one of our first question askers now. So this is the Q&A section of the call. We have about 20 minutes and we are shooting to end on time today. Uh, so without, oh, there you go. Hi. Hey, Jimmy, what's up? You have a question? Yeah, of course, man. I got a lot of questions because, um, you know what, this is a, an important project, you know, to make the OG Cosmos EVM compatible, you know. But I got, I got reservations. Are you ready? For- Please go ahead. Maybe it is fundamentally flawed to think that to scale cosmos requires us to go into the evm sphere it's a very competitive marketplace out there with all those evm projects and i would expect if we become evm compatible we'll have another tomb fork on our hands and Olympus Dow fork on cosmos it will become the wild wild west and um it will be very bad for the Cosmos ecosystem. I think that keeping a separation means that the barrier to entry has to be high to create good projects. I also think that 
um, not only does the barrier of entry should be high because of the tech stack involved, but the um, solutions offered by building on IBC compatible chains have a different uh, proposition value to the end user than uh, EVM projects. To be very honest, there aren't that many innovative EVM projects that I can think of off the top of my head that kind of came out in the last one year. If you know a few, please tell me. Because by doing this, you're essentially saying that those targeted projects should come to Cosmos. Um, all good projects on Cosmos are already able to build without the EVM need. Do you understand the difference? Like they can do what they need to do. If innovative projects come, they don't need the EVM to come. They'll just build without it. Furthermore, you know the EVM. I can... Yeah, okay, go ahead. No, I can speak for that. Um, do you remember Aragon Chain? Sure. This project that was supposed to be um, scaling from Ethereum and then to deploy their own chain on the Cosmos ecosystem that was going to be fully EVM compatible. Well, Aragon Chain was not alone when it failed. Um, the same happened to Compound Chain, uh, bottom pocket. And there's a yeah. massive overhead. I should say for the record, though, but scaling beam does exist on Polkadot. Just want to say that for the record. But I'm I'm saying that um, compound ch compound chain and Aragon chain both outline that it's really high a really high complexity in understanding like these uh, new sovereign chain models and DAP chains or sorry DAP chains in this case. Um, smart contracts that are deploying the VM that are trying to scale find it usually very hard when they're they're trying to deploy. And by deploying to Evmos first, they're basically getting all the traction, all the users, and all the mindshare uh, of the developer experience that they can already find in an EVM compatible chain. Plus, they have all the interoperability components. So it's merging the two sort of like best value propositions so that these are just marketing chain and costs can offer a good project on an ibc compatible chain does not need to be even compatible to build they will have the stack ready to build with rust and i think that uh the good projects that you're thinking about in the top 100 that are even compatible um you know like are we expecting ave to come over to cosmos if if not, then you're definitely expecting some of the worst of the worst to come over. You know, yeah. I don't want a motherfucking tomb finance goddamn fork on Cosmos. Because believe me, if that happens, there'll be a lot of negative effects. The Cosmos community that has been very loyal will not like it and will be angry that um, it is leading to yield farm Ponzi schemes on top of the chain that they're protecting. You know, for a lot of them are also validators too, right? And um, furthermore, it means that uh, users may come in with an expectation to see all these Ponzi scam projects um, that because it's Cosmos, it's a relatively, you know, it's new to them, old for you, new to them. They'll have high expectations. And when these expectations aren't fulfilled, they will leave. And this capital rotation that exists in other EVM chains like Solana will come to the Cosmos ecosystem too. So what I, ex I ask both of you to do is please stop 
please shut down your progress. Please leave Cosmos alone. And thank you'll thank me later. Thank you. <laughs> I just I, thanks for your thanks, Jimmy. Uh, thanks. You're familiar with <laughs> you're familiar with Cosmos. You you've also been super familiar with the work that we've done also in other chains. Um also in the Cosmos stack. Um but yeah, so in order to prevent these this massive migration of liquidity that you mentioned on Solana, um, we completely created a token model that is basically preventing this by creating incentive alignment of all users. So if you're a developer, it makes financially sense to deploy an Avmos and to stay because you're getting all the 50% of the transaction fees. You're getting liquid Avmos tokens for your team that is directly going to fund your project from day one. You know, you don't need to rely on foundations. You don't need to rely on any grants, on any other non-transparent way where you can get where you can get funding for your Folks, project. Fede, uh, I see Pranay also has something to say. Um, this is a huge topic. This is a massive topic, but I think we need to move on. We've spent uh, almost 10 minutes on this one question and we have multiple other people requesting to speak. So maybe we can do a call at some point uh, to tackle this this topic. Um, but yeah, I don't think, uh, thanks thanks for your feedback, Jimmy, but I don't You're think- You're not gonna, gonna do a call on this topic. 10 minutes is not a long time. There's only one person request. Uh, Jimmy, uh, <laughs> you are so wrong, man. There's there's at least three other people on the call right now trying to trying to speak and there are like, you know, at least 15 questions on the Discord. So uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for your feedback. Uh, don't think Evmos is going anywhere. Uh, but yeah, there were, some, there were some important points in fairness raised by, uh, by Jimmy. Um, however, yeah, we need to move on and we'll try to address them at, at some point down the line. So we're bringing up a bomb, not sure how to say your name. I'm Abangoo. Hey man, what's up? You have a question? I'm good. The question is, what is going to happen to those tokens that have been claimed? Sorry, what is going to happen to the tokens that haven't been claimed? claimed. Yeah, that wouldn't be claimed. Yeah. So great question. After some time, you can see on the dashboard that um, July third is when the decay period for the tokens will start. Um, at that point, there's going to be a linear decay of, of the amount of tokens you'll be able to claim. Uh, so a decrease in, in that absolute amount. Uh, and then from there, once, uh, once the decay period ends, um, which I think is uh, one and a half months to two months after July 3rd, um, all of the unclaimed tokens will just be sent back to the community pool. Hope that answers your question. Yes, yes. Perfect. All right, moving at a breakneck net speed to uh, to answer everyone's questions uh, and catch up on on these things. So, Abi Femi, welcome, man. Do you have a question? Yeah. I'm sorry. I said good evening from my side. Yeah. Oh, good evening. Yeah. How are good you evening. doing? I just want to know any well. provision for this uh, token getting listed on SS. Uh, listed on a on a uh, on a sex? Did you say? Yeah, yeah, central exchange. 
Yeah. What about what about being listed? Is is your question? Sorry, I must have missed it earlier. Yeah, I I mean like listing on Binance or be through other exchange. Yes. What what about what about the listings? I can't hear you. So I'm I'm, I'm just asking what your question is. So you're talking listing, about listing, listings on central. Yes. Into, uh, yes. What what about them? Yeah, I want to have the, the token to get more popularity uh, among all the token in this cryptocurrency world. That's why I'm asking. When are you proposing oh, listing on other exchanges? No, no, that's not that's not something that we're working on at this time. Hope that answers your question. Okay, so is it going to be tradable or only this? Uh, well, right now, as far as I know, uh, somebody has created liquidity pools on Osmosis, and uh, Evmos is, is tradable on uh, DEXs that are natively deployed to Evmos, like uh, uh, Diffusion and Cronus. And so if you need access to Evmos liquidity, I think that's where that's the probably the best place at the moment where you can go and find find it. All right, no problem. All right, thanks for your question, Abi Femi. Yeah. We have now five more people in addition to the previous folks who requested. So we're going to move on. Thanks again for your question. Uh, let's see, who was first? Um, do, do, do. Crypto Chucky. Hey, can you hear me? Welcome up. Fine, thank you. How are you? You have a question? Can you listen to me? Yes, we can hear you. Hi, hi there. Uh, I have, I'm hey. having some... Hello right, there. No worries. I'm we sorry for you. the noise. Hey. So um, I'm trying to, no to know what is happening with... with... Um, the staking rewards because i'm i'm finding some i don't know if, if issues but someday i got i get more staking rewards than other days so that's that's my question is there is something happening with that yeah so staking rewards were actually just enabled uh this past week uh so previously you would have not been getting any staking rewards uh, but now you are, so that's maybe why you're seeing this this a spike in in that uh, in that amount. Oh, and it seems like we've lost uh, we've lost him. Uh, I have here uh, uh, jmaslaw.eth. Hey man, do you have a question? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, may I ask, like, how do you guys do in the relationship between the Juno network? And this is the most uh, probably relate to um, your ecosystem. Totally, totally. So uh, we're huge fans of Cosmosm in general, and uh, we're glad that uh, you know folks like Osmos are adopting Cosmosm. And, uh, and Juno is cool because it's a fellow smart contract platform in the Cosmos ecosystem, uh, and there's definitely a lot of potential there. Uh, we're also talking to a few of the core developers for Juno, uh, like uh, Jake, uh, Jack, um, et cetera. Um, so yeah, we haven't really worked on any shared initiatives at the moment, but I think a big one on the horizon will be talking about how to handle interchain NFTs. For example, NFTs that originate on Stargaze 
but are you know transported over IBC. Um, how do we convert them back and forth into uh, a, a representation that is EVM compatible? Um, because we obviously want NFTs that are minted on Evmos to be usable on both Stargaze and Juno. And at the same time, we want vice versa, uh, NFTs that are minted on Juno and Stargaze to be interoperable with Evmos marketplaces. So I think that's gonna be a major point of discussion. In addition to that, how do we enable uh, cross-chain interoperability um, between Cosmosm and EVM runtimes? That's another huge question that we have and that we'd love to work on the Juno team with, uh, on. So uh, yeah, those discussions have only just begun, uh, but we look forward to, uh, to um, taking our time and, and, and going deep on these things. So look forward to some updates in the near future on that. Yeah, so like we will be the only one EVM on Cosmos? Uh, no, Evmos is uh, the first community-driven EVM on the Cosmos, but it's not the only one. There are other chains right now that are actually using the Ethermint library that we developed. So we developed and open-sourced the EVM component that can be added to any Cosmos SDK chain, right? So uh, examples of this are uh, Kronos. Kronos has, uh, has been using the Evmos Ethermint library. And we share uh, you know, responsibilities in maintaining that library because they are consumers of it. And so they've been you know, great citizens in, in helping us maintain the Ethermint library. Uh, other examples uh, are, are folks like uh, Kava, who also use Ethermint for their uh, latest co-chain launch. So yeah, and, and we predict that the number of EVM chains in Cosmos, much to probably Jimmy's disdain, uh, is only going to go up. So the number of EVM chains in the Cosmos ecosystem is only going to go up. And we see, see this strictly as a good thing for, for developer adoption in the Cosmos ecosystem. I mean, uh, Fede, uh, it seems like Fede dropped, but Fede and I uh, did a dive into uh, a report by Electric Capital from 2020. And the order of magnitude of developers in the EVM ecosystem uh, and the Cosmos ecosystem is just huge. The delta is huge between uh, the number of developers in each of those ecosystems, and we have a lot to catch up on. And if we want uh, interesting use cases to, to be built in Cosmos, we really need to up the number of devs who care about Cosmos. And one way we do that, in our opinion, uh, in our humble opinion, is, is through EVM adoption, right? We definitely don't see, uh, you know, the EVM as the only standard uh, that will be around in the future. But we definitely think it's an important stepping stone to getting, a, to getting us as the Cosmos community to a place where, uh, where we can thrive. Um, I see that we now have six more requests and Pranay is raising his hand. Jameis, thank you. That was a great question. I'm going okay, to appreciate that, your answers and thank you. Of course. Uh, Pranay, you have two minutes. We do want to end on time, but uh, please go ahead. What, uh, what do you want to say about this? Yeah, I don't want to continue dredging up um, a, a bad faith question from Jimmy, but if we are to steel man what he's trying to say, I think he made a point about no good projects will come to the cosmos if EVM is enabled. Well, we, I wanted to speak on behalf of Nomad because I consider ourselves a good project and 
we targeted Solidity and EVM first because that gives us the most exposure and reach in terms of market share. But I think to Steelman Jimmy's point, he was just trying to make a case that EVM as a proxy for lowering barriers to entry isn't always a good thing. But at the end of the day, if we are trying to build decentralized and democratized systems, we need to lower the barriers of entry. And of course, there will come scams and vaporware and rugs, but the EVM is not a prerequisite for getting rugged, right? Like we saw with the Luna fallout that bad bad fallout can happen even without an EVM present. So I just wanted to kind of put a pin on that topic by saying that I think we're conflating multiple things here and echo what y'all are saying that more EVMs, more developer access will lower the barriers of entry. It'll bring more people's attention and people will start projects that don't have merit. But alongside that, there will be great gems that will come to the Cosmos ecosystem because of EVM accessibility. And so anytime we want to discuss that, I would love to be engaged there because I think this is largely a major win for the Cosmo Cosmoverse and definitely super supportive of what Evmos and Ethermint have brought to the ecosystem. Thanks, Pranay. That's Pranay from Nomad, everyone. Pranay, we can always count on you to be the voice of reason here uh, and really appreciate your insight into, into this, this answer. I do think the question from Jimmy was in bad faith, um, but I do think he raised some important points. Uh, the, however, the point that there are no good EVM projects is definitely not valid. I think Nomad is an example of that, and I can think of many more. But anyway, we have to end here, folks. We, we are ending with seven requests on the call and many more questions in the Discord that have gone unanswered. Folks, really, uh, really huge apologies on my end um, for, for uh, not getting to you. But hopefully, we can get to your questions in the Discord. If you post them there, uh, the mods will address them. And if you, uh, if you want, you can tweet at us, and we'll try to uh, get to them as well. Maybe you can use the hashtag like Evmos questions or something and, and maybe we'll see them there. Anyway, folks, thanks again for attending another uh, community call, uh, the, uh, the Evmos community, and uh, we'll talk again next week. Love you all. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Evmos community call recorded on Tuesday, May 31st, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. When I'm cruising, I'm rushing, no booze on my tongue. When I'm losing my cool like a bruiser in London, the rules are confusing, so let loose the juices and try not to act like they tightened up the noose. These fools are abused like a problem stepchild, ruling the coop with some modest exile. I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles, a comfy padded room where I'm walking my best smiles. So wipe the smirk off your face when you're serving them up with a platter of bait behind the curtain. Up with the curse, it's absurd to swerve it, letting these nerds know the weight was worth it. I'll perk it up while I serve some bullshit. This ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans. Opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth. It's getting on my nerves, so let's make them feel nervous.
Yo, tit for tat when I'm spitting this rap shit Getting sick with it like I'm kissing bats It spreading sickness like a fucking pandemic Gun to my head like write the damn epic My mood is exhumed from the darkest mistakes Sitting down in hell cooking up these mixtapes Living through nightmares and dreamscapes It takes more patience than a hospital police state So I get down locked and loaded like they come for your guns Fuck no, we won't be getting onto that bus Quietly sit back and watch the riot beat While the cops get filmed pirating all your privacy Sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind You gotta wash the brain and erase the time Now shut the fuck up while we wait in line Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa, can you play that one Cephi space where he clowned all the Safe Moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like. 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I son, I remember a time. Alexa, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before TerraSpaces existed when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. Time. That's the best bet. Uh-uh. Why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys, though? I'm reading all about these wind guys, turbines. Guys, do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can give you a full breakdown. Um, Just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god, you guys. I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of your exit liquidity in association with we all love to hear ourselves talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate.